<clears throat> Gosh, that's uh, that's a bit strong. But I can't deny it's refreshing. Good evening, citizens. I often ask myself, how did I get into this mess? Now, for those of you who don't know me, this often revolves around gambling problems. It's not a problem, it's just a habit. Now, when you look at the empire at large, how did it get itself into the current mess it's in with the uneasy truce between ourselves and the Thule to the north, the Oten ravaging our lands to the west, the Grendel haven't taken Feroz from us. Well, taken's a strong word. We've given them Feroz in the south, and the vile Druge are attacking us from the east, and from within, the most dire and spiritual threat of them all, Bovalorn. But it wasn't always this way, and for that, we need to look to history to understand what has changed and why we are here. So let's start with the more recent events, specifically of Empress Brita, the Empress uh, before Elizabeth, who most recently disappeared under, let's say, suspicious circumstances. I've been reading a little bit more into her life and how she affected the Empire because it has been in our living memory. So, let us begin. In the year 349, Year of the Empire, the Steiner, Brita Gilderling, was born in Skarsen, northeastern Wintermark. Well, now Skarsen will be Imperial Orc, but that's a topic for another time. Her territory was beset by problems with the Thule barbarians. She grew up to be a competent warrior and an inspiring battlefield commander. In 369, she was appointed to the Imperial Military Council as one of Wintermark generals. Her appointment came at the insistence of the senator for Calavesa, and the Calavesi mystics were among her earliest supporters when her imperial ambitions became clear. Rita served with distinction as a general, while she was a capable fighter on the battlefield, she served as a banner-bearer, fighting with standard in one hand and sword in the other, and her mighty horn, war-caller, at her belt. Always at the heart of the action, she was seriously injured numerous times, especially during a retreat from Skarsund. She fought desperately to help as many of her people survive the Thule incursion as possible. She was also instrumental in defending the smiths of the Gulhul as they fled the oncoming barbarian tide. Those who fought alongside her were often smitten by her, although she never married. The Scops, the, uh, the Wintermark uh, bards, you could say, began to tell stories of the way she burnt with a spiritual fire that inspired and strengthened everyone around her, and after her coronation, these stories became commonplace among troubadours and bards. Even during her early career, she was often pointed to as the epitome of a Steiner hero, and an example of what every virtuous warrior should aspire to be. Serving under the incompetent leadership of Emperor Walter, 
she saw firsthand the damage that was caused by someone unsuitable occupying the throne. In 371, she personally helped coordinate a brilliant campaign on the western borders of the empire, pushing the Jotun out of Semesuak and Calavesa at the head of a joint Wintermark and Marcher army. Without her excellent leadership and inspirational presence, it is widely believed that both territories would have been lost to the Orcs. She left her army to defend the western borders of Wintermark, but took her personal forces across the empire to the east. Now, Frita's personal troops and those of her close allies joined the engagement on the eastern front against the Druze. Her presence was instrumental in helping the Dornish armies drive the Druze out of Semmerholm and in reinforcing the garrisons at Holberg after they come under, well, let's call it a concentrated attack from the barbarian forces. Wherever she went, she spread the idea that enough was enough and that it was time for the Empire to take a stand, to throw back the barbarians and to stop thinking defensively, each in their own corner. Time to begin thinking like an empire again, take back what was lost, and then destroy the barbarians, then expand the empire. So during her reign, with growing grassroots support, Brita openly challenged the corruption of the Senate and the Synod. Her impassioned speeches shamed many senators and priests, as she declared herself as a candidate for the throne. While some senators were inspired by her, the more self-serving ones quickly saw which way the wind was blowing and concealed their dislike for the new empress, voting in her favour to try and secure their political careers. She was elected by a significant majority. She had seen the mistakes of the previous three incumbents and vowed openly not to repeat them. She had the courage to speak her mind, but she tempered this with the wisdom to select competent advisers and give those advisers the freedom to act on behalf of the empire. She surrounded herself with competent generals and began to formulate and prosecute a campaign to recover lost territories and drive the barbarians back. She demanded that the Synod turn its eye on the Empire and weed out the virtuous parasites who had grown fat, feeding on its own lifeblood. She called on the Conclave to resolve its internal squabbling and find magical ways to support the Empire and its people. A popular and charismatic figure, she united the Empire and its people behind her and dealt ruthlessly with her enemies using all the tools available to a popular empress. People began to call her the Young Empress and hailed her as the reincarnation of the First Empress. Come to protect the Empire in its time of need? Certainly not Yale. She found particular favour with the Imperial Orcs, whereas previously the throne had tended to keep them at arm's length. She brought them in to the inner circle of her advisers. She promised them her support in gaining lands for themselves if her campaign of expansion was successful. Now, unfortunately, Rita was killed during a disastrous battle at the Autumn Equinox of the year 376, Year of the Empire. She and the majority of the heroes of the Empire risked using a dangerously anomalous conjunction on the Sentinel Gate to attempt a decapitation attack against the Thule in Skarsund. 
it went disastrously wrong. The Empress and most of her supporters, including the majority of the generals, senators, archmages and cardinals, were killed by the barbarians. A state of emergency was declared. News of her death came as a particularly bitter blow to many Imperial Orcs. One of their strongest supporters had been snatched away before she could fulfil her promise and help them take land for themselves. Many feared that the Empire would return to the dark years of divided and weak leadership. Her body was recovered by the remaining heroes during the winter, uh, the winter solstice of 376. I'm always going to struggle with winter. Must be the chill that goes down my spine whenever I really look at the word. Anyway, she was interred in the swamps of Calavesa, while her regalia was placed in a shrine in the necropolis. In the autumn of 379 here of the Empire, the regalia were removed from the shrine and sent to Wintermark, where they were interred in the marshes alongside her body. Now for those of you, my dear citizens listening, you must understand that the young empress is definitely dead. And part of our lives now and our stories and our dances, what her death means for us and the Empire as a whole. There are some elements that are obscured, but some parts are painfully clear. If you've been an anvil over, well, maybe the last half decade, you might have seen her, even spoken to her. And if you've fought one of her campaigns, again, you will have met her. I'm afraid, though, that if any citizen is to come up to you and claim to be one of her close advisors or a former bodyguard or even a lover, I'm afraid they are liars, for all of those people are dead. All of her key supporters are also dead. When she launched her final attack, she took with her the heroes of the Empire, people very much like yourselves. In the majority of the senators, generals and titled people inside the Synod and Conclave as well. Anyone who held a position but stayed behind is, uh, well, probably a coward and is probably no longer in office anymore. Now, as I turn this page, there seems to be a few more notes, particularly around that battle, that anomalous conjunction. But I think that's a tale for another time. Until then, citizens, keep the heroes of the Empire close to your heart, for it is their inspiration that will keep you going in the darkest of times. Especially when being asked to pay for ten rings for a pint. Ugh. <laughs>